Hi. Hi. This is Eli. Uh, here I am. Just uh, traveling north from Palo Alto. Heading to heading to Lake Merritt. left Palo Alto teaching a nice couple there about welding making a welding table in their driveway it's like teaching how to do garage driveway welding which turns out I am getting down on my knees in a driveway and making some weird welding apparatus. So um, I've been thinking a lot about weldments and how to lay a bead of welding correctly to how to correctly place a weldment the wonderful kind of circular pattern, the different patterns that I use, size of the puddle, the way the metal puddles and pools, the sound of the welding bead, kind of crackle of the electrode. It's really fascinating me right now, just thinking about it so much. So I am. excited to think about that. Uh, I'm excited to be here in this vehicle, doing a drive, driving in my motor car. And, you know, what I've really been thinking about is pancakes and being an outlaw. Two very important things to me. I am an outlaw, and I've been an outlaw for a long time. I tend to say stay on the legal side of things, uh, especially the last decade or so don't like to make myself available to the state as an asset. So I try to keep myself legal, but I have done illegal things. And I think... uh, Being an outlaw is probably more important to me than being an artist. Um, Not exactly sure how that all plays out, but, you know, sounds good, right? So, been thinking about being an outlaw and how important it is to be honest 
if you're an outlaw. Also, it's very important to be honest if you want to make good pancakes. It's hard to make good pancakes. It's easy to mess them up. And I think recipes can get in the way of a good pancake. Just like laws can get in the way being a good outlaw. So, I've been making a pancake recipe for the last 20 years or so, and I have found different versions of it and abandoned those and abandoned measurements and tried to find just the right way to make a pancake with assessing the ingredients and the pan and what the moment might call for just like I think to be an outlaw is to really truly assess your own moral standing and your own needs and abilities and to find what the situation really calls for and sometimes you might have to do things that the law would consider to be illegal So, I think sometimes you might have to make pancakes that are more different than pancakes you've ever made before. And you might have to assess the ingredients you have. You might have to say, you know what? I don't think this baking soda is any good. I don't think these laws are any good. I don't think these laws are for me. So I think trying to find a space in there for yourself is important. I think thinking about your placement historically that puts you in a place that you might be making pancakes or breaking a law will give you some sort of reference point some sort of grounding, a way to place yourself in the moment so that you can be in the moment and to understand your own relevance and your own needs and your desires, to be able to separate those to truly find out what it is you're doing and what it is you're being. Uh, I think these are very hard things to do and it's a constantly shifting target. Uh, 
that, so I think <clears throat> being able to truly assess the situation at hand is important to making good pancakes. And while you're doing this, I think you can also assess where you are in terms of history and historically where you stand um, in relationship to other people that have made pancakes in the past. You know, wheat has such a wonderful, enormous history and connection to our evolution um, physically and culturally. I think it's such a beautiful thing to kind of, um, and such a simple thing to engage with as a cook. Cooking is, to me, one of the most important crafts, and it's our sustenance, and it's what actually gives us the energy to do anything. And so many people, so many craftspeople have techniques of cooking and so many times in the sharing of craft or the making of craft there will be a sharing of cooking techniques and I've learned so much from craftspeople how to cook uh, so many different things. And I think the baking and the use of flour is such a foundation to all that. And it can place us and let us feel our own smallness in the world, but also feel the strength of our desires and how our lives are centered around those needs and wants and how we can put ourselves in a historical moment but also find ourselves right there making pancakes us outlaws here in pancake country so um let's be honest let's be honest outlaws let's be honest cooks let's engage with our community let's engage with our friends and family and let's find a way to share the knowledge as much as we can making pancakes was something I first learned from my mother <coughs> who taught me so much about baking and flour and then I spent a lot of time making and altering those recipes and finding the roots of those recipes and then finding things like pasta and different ways that you can use flour to make other exciting things <clears throat> making a roux and a bechamel and building sauces and 
using flour to thicken things and making souffles and Dutch babies and wooden shoes and leavening and non-leavening and traditional leavening techniques and non-traditional leavening techniques. Sometimes you need to use champagne to make pancakes. And they don't teach you that in the recipe books. That's something you have to learn on your own when you're honest with yourself. And it's four in the morning and that baking soda is no good and you know it. You know it. But you do have a lot of champagne. So these are the things we have to think about when we're cooking and when we're cooking pancakes and we're being serious with ourselves about whether we want to be outlaws or not. How legal we really want to be and how much we want the state to tell us whether we're doing it right or wrong or whether we maybe want to find our own way through this path find our own righteous behavior build our own pancakes our own historical moment so hopefully this is um, just what you're looking for (laughs) in a pancake and outlaw episode of Uncle Eli's enormous craft problem. It's just what I'm looking for. Uh, I want to describe to you welding beads and the perfect pool of metal. But I've been thinking so much also about cooking and pancakes. And I want to, I want to engage with this thought. So, let's make some pancakes. We're going to need one big bowl to mix them in and one smaller bowl for the eggs. We would like to have some sort of spoon to spoon out the leavening products. A teaspoon of sorts. But I suppose before we get started down that recipe path, do you think that you would like to use baking soda or baking powder, or do you think that you want to yeast these pancakes? Yeasted pancakes are very exciting, and perhaps you really like yeast, and maybe you have a mother, the, the kind of mother that you keep in the fridge, that's made of flour and yeast and maybe you've been using that to bake bread or if not you could make one of those you could put some flour and some water on the counter and you can let it spoil or what some people might call spoilt but you know it's not spoilt it's just getting started So you could get a bubbly flour and water formulation going. Um, You can also gather your yeasts 
from the surface of berries that little white dust when they go sideways you can stick a berry in your flower with the water and make a fun yeast contraption um, you can also find it from places like the internet and your friends um, and maybe you just have one stashed in the fridge and you've been trying to figure out what to do with it so you could add some flour and water and sugar if you'd like and then make a yeast base with yeast in it and then at that point you could bring it in with the flour with the eggs and the milk and such but let's say that you wanted to use baking soda or baking powder and you didn't even know which to use I think the baking powder is it's what I've preferred to use because I think and I've really been trying to investigate this but I think it's because baking soda is so often unreliable because it gets left open in the fridge and then it spoils and then it doesn't have the action that we need um, um, so then um If you use baking powder, it has a shorter shelf life, from what I understand. It is made of sodium bicarbonate and citric acid. Um, and it the, the trick is that generally I've found that baking powder is going to be more reliable because it's not going to be sitting in the fridge with an open container with that said you can find some old baking powder and it cannot work in your pancakes in which case you might need to resort to champagne but um, if perhaps you want to use baking soda that's okay too and you can use baking soda a small amount of baking soda and you could use things like lemon juice or yogurt or citric acid to get it to kick also but baking powder is great and um comes in a nice sealed container and doesn't get used for other things as much in the kitchen but baking soda is great and it has a pretty good shelf life too it's sodium bicarbonate um not sure what it does if it becomes sodium carbonate or how it like shifts to be not as powerful so 
let's say we've got two cups of flour and we want to get some baking baking powder in there so I'm just going to use four teaspoons of baking powder Um, or maybe that's excessive but that's how we're going to do this and now if I don't have a teaspooner then just use a spoon that's a small kind of spoon and you can just ballpark it it's okay it'll be fine so we got two cups of flour and we got a teaspoon four teaspoons of baking powder then we're gonna get a good pinch of salt you know a quarter teaspoon or so um so those are our dry ingredients you don't need to put sugar in there I've experimented with sugary recipes and I just don't think it's it's necessary not at all then how about you know somewhere in the neighborhood of a of one cup of milk and a half a cup of water but sometimes it's going to be two cups of milk and one cup of water two to one ratio of milk to water then which is why I would don't measure my milk I'm just going to put some in because sometimes you don't have enough milk you don't want to use all that milk and maybe you want to use a little water maybe you want to use some yogurt in there or maybe you're using champagne in which case you can just sub in the champagne for baking powder or soda and the milk and the water just mix it all in there it's going to be a fine you're drinking champagne so eggs how about four eggs um And that's why we got that little bowl. We're going to separate out the egg whites from the egg yolks. And you could do this. You could use two bowls and you could separate them earlier if you wanted to really get that done. And then set your yolks and your whites aside. Oh, oh boy. I'm so sleepy. So... your eggs catch your milk it's butter is the other thing and i don't really use so much butter these days but i'm going to tell you about using butter in these in these pancakes because i'm an outlaw and let's say that you got a whole stick of butter now if you got 10 sticks of butter let's just put a whole dang stick of butter in this pancake If you just got one stick of butter, let's use half a stick of butter. Take that butter and put it in your pan. Turn your pan on low. And you're going to melt this butter while you prepare the ingredients. And then once the ingredients are all ready to go, then you can pour the butter into them. And then you can turn the pan up. But... 
let's be careful to not forget about our butter. And if we're not being quick enough with mixing up the ingredients, then we might make a mistake and we might burn or brown that butter. We don't need brown butter. I don't know. I don't think you need to clarify it. Um, That's where you heat up the butter and you scrape off the stuff off the top. It's fine. Um, Salted or unsalted? I mean, sure. Either way works great. Um, Salt the butter has a lot of fucking salt in it. And you might want to use a little less salt. Or you might want to use more salt if you're using salted butter. Heck it. You like salt. Put some more salt in there. So, got your tries mixed up. You got two cups of flour. You got four teaspoons of baking powder in there. Got your pinches of salt. Now, let's throw in the wet. Stick those egg yolks in there. I like to put the egg yolks and the milk at the same time and then mix it. But you can stick your egg yolk there and mix it around. If you just put the egg yolk there and mix it around, it's going to really clump it up. And then when you add the milk and the water, it's going to be harder to mix it up. So put them all in there and mix it up. Mix it up pretty good. But you don't need to be like crazy about it. Um, I think a little clumpiness is a good plan. But we don't want it to be too thick. I like them thin. I like a thin and fluffy pancake. And that's what we're going for here. Nice, thin, and fluffy. And small, too. We're going to make small pancakes. Two and a half inches, maybe three inches in diameter. Quarter inch to three-eighths, five-sixteenths thick. Let's not make them too thick. Um... You could put some berries in there, but let's be real. Let's be honest with each other here. If we put berries in there, you know where you put the blueberries in the pancake and it looks all cool and they kind of get in there and then you flip it over and it's also cool and it looks really great. The thing is, is those fucking blueberries, like they goo up and gum up the pan and then they become like little black things and it's like you can do it but generally you're going to want a little more butter in the pan or oil and then the reality is you're going to want to kind of scrape your pan kind of regularly maybe if you're using some sort of non stick something fancy you might be getting a different result you might be getting a better non sticker but I'm using a cast iron and I found blueberry stick but if you're making it for some kids and they want some blueberries, you put fucking blueberries in there. There's no denying that. So um, we could also do that. That's okay. It's okay. You want to put bananas in there? That's okay. Put raspberries in there. Chocolate chips? That's okay. Chocolate chips are going to also do the same thing where they're going to like crust everything up. But, you know, you got to do, you got to cook for the people what they want what they really desire and this is where those desires come in strong and you just gotta you gotta embrace it and you gotta love it and you gotta learn what you like about it and you gotta be honest about it and then share this information with people tell them about how you like it 
tell them about how you're an outlaw and you make pancakes. That's the important thing to do in life. It's to be an outlaw. It's to make pancakes. So, um, we got our dries mixed up. Now we're adding our wets. Got our egg yolks. Got our milks in there. And then what I like to do is put the milk in there, mix that in so it's kind of thick, gooey, peanut buttery in texture. And um, doesn't necessarily have peanut butter in there. But if you want to put peanut butter in there, you better. Um, Then I'm using the water to thin it out. Okay, so you're bringing in the water to finish softening it up and make it thin. But not completely to your thinness because remember, you still have four egg whites. Did I tell you four eggs? Let's use four eggs. I know that's a little crazy too, but I have found that the more eggs is better. I mean, that's what I'm here for is the eggs. I'm here for pancakes with eggs. Why would I have less eggs? Because you imagine how many pancakes you're getting out of two cups of flour. I got to I gotta get some egg in there. So let's say you got four eggs. You got a little bit of egg white you're going to have to mix in there. So don't make it too thin yet. But get it close because we are going to fold those egg whites in because that's what you do with egg whites. You fold them in. Um, and, and that's just a process of like turning it over with the fork a little bit. It's just, it really just means don't mix it too well. Don't overdo it with the mixerator. But you can overdo it before you put in your egg whites. That's okay. You also can, like, just get it enough. You don't necessarily need, like, dry flour in there, but um, you don't need to be crazy about it. Either way, oh, mix it. Don't mix it. It's okay. As long as you're honest. So you get ready for your egg whites, but Remember that butter? It's time to mix in the butter. So pour the butter in. And now what you've done is you've prepped your pan. It's got a nice layer of butter in there. And it's ready for some pancakes. So put it back on the stove. And turn it up a little bit. Like let's go to medium high. I think when you're making thin pancakes, it's okay to be a little hotter. If you're making a little thicker, you want to be on the cooler side. You want to be in that medium range. Um, and another thing you're going to want to do is put your hand over the pan and feel and there's a couple different ways you can just feel the heat or you can count and see how long it is like hold your hand an inch away and then count and see how long it is until it's uncomfortable that's a good way of checking a pan but you should just be able to get used to feeling it and just know kind of what you're dealing with because I think Part of what you're dealing with here is that you might have varying ingredients and pans and ways that you might be presenting a 
dealing with making pancakes. In which case, being able to fully assess the situation is important, you know? To really, like, gather all the information in front of you and you're not relying on a recipe book. You're just relying on your intuition and your love of sharing and cooking and being present for people that like to eat food. Which turns out is most of the people. So... Now we've mixed in our butter and our egg whites. We need to whoop our egg whites. Now you can use some mixing apparatuses. There are electronic types of mixers and you can beat those egg whites real good. Hand mixers. You could use a uh, egg beater or a whisk. You can also use a fork. Uh never beaten egg whites until they hold a peak with a fork there's something really wonderful and meditative and frustrating and beautiful about whooping egg whites with a fork so it is worth it to give it a try it sure is a pain and it's really it can be very crampy on your forearm but it's also great learning process, a great way to focus, a great way to ignore all the other things in your life, all of the big sad things, you can just mix up some egg whites, whoop those egg whites with a fork, that's all you're going to think about, It's all you're going to be doing while you're staring at those egg whites and watching them, nothing else riding that bowl, the inside of that bowl as you toss those egg whites up and over each other. Something really beautiful about whooping egg whites with a fork. So now we've got those egg bites holding the peak. And, you know, it's true, some people might even add some citric acid. I haven't even thought about that in a while. But that is... That's the thing you might want to do. I think it makes it more peaky and such. Um, but you ain't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Um, got your egg whites holding the peak. Got your wets all mixed up. Don't forget that butter. You didn't, right? I usually do. Um, now it's time to fold in the egg whites. And uh-oh. excuse me. Oh man, I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it right now, guys. I love you. Um, we're gonna fold in our egg whites, and we're just gonna get them in just enough so there's still some bubbly egg whites. Um, 
and then our pans warm it's getting hot and I prefer to use a ladle to get my egg my pancake batter over to the pan I think there's something special about using a ladle where you can really keep it crispy and clean you might have a different preferred method of getting that in there but you can pour it from the bowl you can use a coffee cup Um, but the thing about a ladle is that it's easier for me to wipe the bottom of the ladle on the side of the bowl pick it up and then wipe off the bottom of the ladle on the side of the bowl and then getting a good pour and a perfect round pancake generally will mean you're going to have less like stuff in the bottom like in the pan like little things on the side or um all those little tiny pancakes from the drips like they're really cute and they're fun but they can kind of make they make the pan missing they make the process a little trickier so i have tended towards just using a ladle so that I can get a perfect round poured pancake and then this is probably also why I tend towards making them on the thinner side because they just fucking pour so round and perfect when they're a little thinner and probably a little extra leavening can help when they're thinner to really like make them be fluffy and nice and thin so they're not so rubbery, but they're just fluffy. And I like in my eight or ten inch cast iron pan to pour three perfect pancakes. Four just gets a little tricky. You can do four, but three is just easier. Pour three pancakes in there. And then if you're using a burner that only is heating the center of the pan and you're not getting good heat distribution, it's okay to rotate those pancakes 180 degrees. Not talking about flipping them over. Talking about spinning them around, getting the spatula under there, turn them around, and set them back down so that gooey side is still up. You're just rotating them. Carefully rotating your pancakes halfway through cooking them. I know this is crazy. But sometimes when you got a funky burner, that's just what you're going to be doing. You just have to do this. Got a tiny-ass electric burner or you got a gas burner that's just tiny and cooking on a butane stove. There's times when it's just going to call for that. They're just too uncooked on the outside. Maybe if they're just a little bit Undercooked, Like, it's just not quite the right heat, but it's almost. Maybe what you could do is when you flip the pancake, and now we're talking about flipping them over from top to bottom. And if you take that gooey side and flip it down, 
flip the outside to the inside. So the part that's on the outside, the cooler part of the pan, flip that to the inside. And now you got it on the inside of the pan. And um, that will help a little bit in that heat distribution and the heat exchange. So the part that was a little bit cooler is on the outside. Now it's on the inside. It's getting a little bit warmer. So maybe you're balancing out the heat that way. It's possible. So pour three perfect pancakes. It's kind of like silver dollar pancakes, but a silver dollar is not, not so big. It's not two and a half to three inches in diameter. So um, it's like a sand dollar. These are perfect sand dollar pancakes. Um, you got to pour them out and, you know, keep it in a little on the, that pan, on the warmer side. You don't got to be scared of a little heat here. Um, and then flipping your pancakes because it's hard when they're so thin to not cook them all the way through and you can wait until the bubbles like the pancake's going to bubble a little bit and one way is when the bubbles stop popping and they kind of stay open on the pancake right when they stop popping is when you want to flip it but sometimes that might be even a little bit late so you're just going to watch those bubbles you may keep your eyes on it and you're going to flip them at just the perfect time right when those bubbles start to like slow down a little bit maybe they're still popping but you can tell that things are thickening up a little bit then you can flip it over. Oh, oh. Um, gosh. I'm a little pooped. So now you're just going to carefully go through this whole bowl of pancake batter and make a bunch of perfect little pancakes and stack them up. And if you're really about it be present for this the first pancakes should be fine I think that there's a misnomer that the first pancakes out of the pan are committing good I think you can get past that I think that you can make good pancakes first heat but it's okay if you don't you don't need to worry about it you don't need to exactly do that but it's good to think about it. It's possible. Um, I used to think that it was harder to do that in that first one. And then I just figured out to get my heats right, and then I can make those first ones be just fine. And then if I keep the batter kind of mixed, then I can... Um, make sure that those ones at the end are also pretty good. And there's a little bit, like, this is where if you keep mixing the batter, like, you are folding in those egg whites more to the point where, like, it's a little different. They're not just, like, folded in. So there's a little variation in the batter as you go. But um, 
generally, if you're cruising right through it, it's going to be just fine. Um, if you're using a yeasted batter, um, it'll be probably a little more consistent. Um, be consistently yeasty. So, um, there's our pancakes. And I think the idea is to be present for those pancakes and not worry about the recipe, but worry about what you like and worry about what feels right for you. Uh, I'm about to get to Lake Merritt where I'm going to pick up my friend who almost 14 years ago I came to Oakland on an airplane with a suitcase full of a tattoo machine and an ounce of MDMA or two and it was his 30th birthday so I was coming to town to give him a triple X tattoo and then bring bags of illegal drugs very, very illegal drugs transporting them on an airplane also very illegal and transporting them in a suitcase with a tattoo machine is also just ridiculous and so I think been making me think about this idea of being an outlaw and how we go about being illegal and breaking these laws and how we create these legends around these ideas of being an outlaw and how we place ourselves historically and put ourselves in these places and in these moments of history um, I think that those are all really important things and so it's been on my mind this idea of being an outlaw and being honest and being able to kind of face what we think we need in the moment and sometimes what we need in the moment is a suitcase full of tattoo machines and MDMA and an airplane ride and that might be a very wrong thing to do in the eyes of some people like the cops but you're probably not a cop if you're listening to this or maybe you are maybe you're an outlaw cop and I think that being able to properly assess your situation and yourself and what you need and what you have to offer and being honest don't hurt people and create wonderful stories and share things and take the proceeds from those drugs and buy more weird tattoo supplies <clears throat> go give your friends more weird tattoos um, 
these are things you can do. There's lots of other things you can do. But I think it's important to, you know, be an outlaw that makes pancakes. So, um, I think I'm going to go take this exit now. And I've really enjoyed having you here with me. I hope this wasn't too silly and weird, but probably was. Once again, so maybe we'll get back to something more serious, more seriously crafty. But um, glad you made it this far into the recording, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, and if you did, I'm sorry about that. Um, so thanks for listening. I love you a lot. This is the end of message. Bye for now.